a podcast from Echo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. For more info, check us out on Instagram at echo.victory. Good evening, Echo. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, my word. I said, how are you guys doing tonight? Okay, it was, a, it was a little bit better. Thank you guys so much for, for making that for me. Um, I'm just so excited to be here with you guys tonight. I wanted to take a second and just kind of introduce myself to y'all. Um, and, and we're just going to talk about some, some fun stuff tonight. So thank you. Thank you for getting that for me. So um, if you don't know, uh, my name is Kendall Johnson. I am 22 years young, and I'm the student ministries assistant here at Victory. So I'm blessed to get to do this as part of my job on a daily basis. I get to kind of help uh, run, uh, set up for these services, and, and, and kind of facilitate some of that stuff and do the day-to-day for both uh, Echo and for our high school ministry, Sozo. Um, and I'm really excited to get to speak with you all tonight as well. Uh, so I've been in ministry for a little over a decade. Most of that time I've spent in worship ministry for the last seven or eight years. Um, it's so near and dear to my heart to get to uh, teach and, and show um, what it means to worship. So I, I, I am incredibly blessed to be able to get to do that and have done that for the last several years. Um, some other fun facts about me. Uh, I love Jesus and Nintendo and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where are my Steelers fans at? Come on. Oh, okay. We need more Steelers fans. Uh, They had their first preseason game last night, and I was at Heinz Field, and it was amazing. There's so much energy and atmosphere at at football games. I love it. I take off the first week of football every year. I just, like, disappear and shut my phone down and watch football from, like, 8 a.m. until midnight on the first Sunday. So September 8th is coming and I am ready for it. Um, (laughs) But there's one other thing that I love to do and I love to get to teach. So um, over the past several years, kind of with with the worship team, I've I've had the privilege of getting to to teach uh, and kind of show what it means uh, to worship. And sometimes I get to hold these like workshops where I like show some stuff for keys or drums or whatever it is. And I get to um, just talk with people on my team or, or inside of these workshops and I get to teach. And I love getting to do that. I love getting to see people, uh, their greatness getting called out of them and them just being able to, uh, to have uh, a connection in worship. So I love getting to teach that. Um, I, my uh, family's kind of all teachers. My sister's a school teacher. My mom used to be a school teacher. My dad coaches. Um, so I, I, I kind of come from, from that family of, of learning and teaching, and I, and I love that. So um, before I get into our, our message tonight, if I could hear a big yell on the count of three from anybody who was at Echo Camp just a couple weeks ago. One, two, three. All right, all right. Well, um, if you didn't uh, make it to camp this year, I can't encourage you enough to come next year. It is going to change your life. It's an incredible experience. Um, I had an encounter with God when I was basically in sixth grade, and I was at camp, and it totally changed the whole course and direction of my life. Um, And so I I can't recommend it enough. I love going to camp. I love uh, being there and just getting to to, to hang out with you guys. It's, It's a lot of fun. But if you did... If you did see me at camp, then um, you probably heard me speak Wednesday morning, a little nugget, and I said at the top of the nugget that I really like 
to start all of my messages with a title, a fun title, something that will stick with you, because um, I like being able to look over my notes uh, from a message and be able to be like, boom, that title, I remember that message, I know what that was tied to, and kind of like make that connection for me so I can remember uh, what was spoken and what was said that night. So if you're taking notes, note takers or history makers, I had to get it in there. Um, just for Ben. So uh, note takers or history makers, if you are taking notes, go ahead and wave that at me, whether it's your pen or your phone or whatever that is. Sweet, sweet. So um, go ahead. You can write this down. The title of my message today is going to be Dunk Tank. That is the name of my message, Dunk Tank. Okay. And you might be thinking to yourself, what does this have to do with what you're speaking on tonight? And it's Basically nothing. It's just a really cool title. Um, And I have a really cool video to go with it because you'll see this video and hopefully you'll remember what we talked about tonight. We're going to dive into water baptisms. But before we do, check this out. It's from Dude Perfect. They're on YouTube. This is really cool. So take a look. All right. All right. So... um, Really, really cool video. I thought it was awesome. They have the Guinness World Record for the longest dunk take throw. And we're talking about uh, water baptism, so they kind of correlate. But I probably won't mention dunk take for the entire rest of my message. But you'll remember it because of that video. So um, what we're going to do is is we're going to kind of step through what water baptism is, why uh, we're water baptized, and and, kind of break down the the definition of it um, and what we do, so or what it's for, what the purpose of it is. Um, so we're going to have four questions that I'm going to walk us through, um, four questions that we're going to answer today about water baptism. They're up there. I'm going to give you a sneak peek, all right? So we're going to be talking about what is water baptism, why should we be baptized, who can be baptized, and when we should be baptized. So we're going to kind of uh, start going through these, starting with the top one. So what is water baptism? So um, for me, whenever I'm trying to kind of look at a subject or understand something, I always like looking at the definition of the word, the root of the word, um, and kind of seeing where it came from, uh, how it came into our language. Um, So super, super cool. Water baptism, it actually comes from a Greek word uh, that is baptizo. Everybody say baptizo. Baptizo. So it means to plunge under, to dip, or to immerse. So we see in Matthew 3.16 that Jesus comes out of the water when he was baptized, um, meaning that he was fully submersed. So he was baptized. He went fully underwater. So... um, we're going we're gonna to kind of tackle uh, two different things here before we move on uh, to the next question, and that's that there's two uh, kind of different types of water baptism in the New Testament. They're the, the, same, uh, the same act, uh, but have slightly different meanings. So we're going to kind of dive into to what those look like. Um, so the first, first type of baptism is uh, what's considered John's baptism. John the Baptist, I'm sure you guys have mostly all heard of him. Pastor Doug spoke about it the last... Um, the last chapel of, uh, of camp. So he talked a little bit about him. Um, we're going to read out of Matthew real quick. I'm going to skip around a little bit, but Matthew 3, 6, it says, confessing their sins, they were baptized by him, John, in the Jordan River. And then in Matthew three eleven, it says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one, this is Jesus, who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. 
So um, we're not going to dive into Holy Spirit baptism. We did a series on that about two months ago. Uh, There's just something about that voice. If you remember that message, we kind of talked about it a little bit two months ago. Um, But in these verses here in Matthew 3, 6, um, and especially Matthew 3, 11, um, it's really clear that this is a baptism of repentance. It's a baptism of cleansing, right? So um, we kind of fast forward a little bit into Matthew. We get to verse 13, and we see Jesus... Um, getting baptized by John the Baptist. So we'll pick it up. Verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you, but you come to me. Jesus replied, let it be so for it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented and Jesus was baptized. So I've, I've read that before, and kind of the first thing that goes off in my head is this is a baptism of cleansing, right? And Jesus was without sin. You know, Jesus was, was, was pure. He lived a pure life. He lived um, a sinless, spotless life. So why would he need to be baptized if this was a baptism of, of redemption? And it's cool because Jesus actually answers it um, in verse 15. He says, let it be so, for it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Fulfill all righteousness. So, you know, Jesus, um, his life was an example of the fulfillment of all righteousness. The fact that he participated in this baptism, the fact that he was baptized by John, um, even though he had no sins to repent of, shows that the righteousness that he wanted to fulfill was required not of him, but of every sinful man. So Jesus was baptized for us. He was baptized for our sin so that we don't have to be water baptized for redemption. We don't have to be water baptized for forgiveness. We can just go straight to the Father and ask for it because this was pre-cross. Everyone say pre-cross. Pre-cross. So if we kind of go to this timeline here, that was the first, that was the first water baptism um, in, in, really in the New Testament. Um, so there's the pre-cross baptism. So that's Jesus, right? Then Jesus dying on the cross. And then we have our post-cross baptism. So now, you know, Jesus dies on the cross for our sins. We're able to be redeemed through his grace, through his grace. So now when we're water baptized, it's not a, it's not a baptism of redemption. It's a baptism of, of declaring your faith, of, of, of making an example that you are following Jesus, that you are committed to following him. It's a public confession of our faith. Does that make sense? So that's the, that's the, that's the second baptism we're talking about, the public confession of our faith. So we're going to go um, to our second question here. So that's kind of like the what um, Uh, What is baptism? It's a full immersion in water. It's a public confession of our faith. So why should we be baptized as believers? I promise this one's much quicker answer than the first one. It's really easy. Um, All throughout scripture, we kind of see that Jesus actually commanded us to be baptized. So we're doing that out of obedience. We're doing that out of obedience to God's word in Matthew 28. Um, Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And we know, um, so this is, this is after Jesus died on the cross. This is after he's come back um, in Matthew 28. And he is talking about water baptism in the, in the context of a public declaration of our faith. You guys all with me still? 
Okay, um, so there's many examples um, all throughout Acts of the disciples um, baptizing in Jesus's name. They were just obeying Jesus's commandment. Um, so we kind of see that all throughout the book of Acts. But that answers question number two. So we're going to go ahead and, and we'll hit our third one here of who can be Baptized. So you might be wondering, like, okay, I get it. I get what baptism is, and I get why we're supposed to do it, but who, who qualifies for that? Who can be baptized? Do you need to be a certain age to be baptized? What does this look like? Um, this one's honestly really simple, too. There's one prerequisite for being baptized, and that's just that we have Jesus living on the inside of us. That's that we have accepted his salvation. We've accepted him as our Savior. Um, it's kind of answered all uh, throughout scripture as well, but you must be saved first in order to be baptized. You must be saved in order to be baptized. So basically what that's saying is that uh, whether it was, um, you know, a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago or just this moment, as long as you've accepted Jesus as your savior, then you're able to be baptized. You qualify for that, for that public declaration of Faith. And I'm going to give you that opportunity tonight if you haven't had a minute to, um, if you haven't ha had that time where you've been able to commit your life to God um, and, and, and be redeemed of, of your sins and be forgiven, then we're going to, I'm going to give you that opportunity here in just a few moments. So it kind of answers the what, it answers the why, the who, and lastly, the when. So our last question um, that we're going to answer is when should believers be baptized? You know, this is actually my favorite, um, my favorite question in this whole thing because it shows how much importance and how much weight water baptism holds in Scripture. There's this sense of uh, sense of urgency to be baptized throughout Scripture. Um, you, you you can read it in all these like there's seven or eight examples in Acts, but almost every time that we see baptism. In the context that we've talked about today, it's done with a sense of urgency. It immediately follows salvation. So we're going to pick it up uh, in Acts 19 here. Um, so Paul had just come across some basically new, new disciples. Um, and uh, they were just kind of having a conversation. We're picking it up in verse 3. Paul asks, yeah, he's talking to them, what baptism did you receive? And they replied, John's baptism. Now, remember, we talked about that. John was pre-Jesus' death and resurrection, okay? So they received um, John's baptism pre-Jesus' death. And Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. Upon hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. I love that last line on there. It says, on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So as soon as they heard it, they were baptized. It doesn't say that they hesitated. It doesn't say that they waited a few years. It doesn't say that they were like pondering it for a little bit. As soon as they heard, they were baptized. So for a lot of you tonight, this might be the first time maybe that you've heard about baptism or maybe it's the hundredth time that you've heard about baptism, but you haven't made that choice yet. You haven't made that, that choice to publicly declare your faith after being saved. 
And I wanna give you um, that opportunity to do that. Um, Pastor Doug did this at camp and a bunch of you guys uh, were, were willing um, to be water baptized and we actually have that coming up uh, next week. So next week, August 17th and 18th, we're gonna be doing water baptisms out in the, um, uh, the baptismal pool out in the main lobby. And I would just wanna encourage you guys to all, um, I'm gonna give you an invitation here in a second to do that if, you, uh, if you're ready, if you're ready to make that step, that public declaration of your faith, that immediate response to your salvation. But before we do that, I, I do wanna give you an opportunity to receive God as your Lord and Savior if you haven't already. So if you guys wouldn't mind, if you could all just go ahead, bow your heads and, and close your eyes. And the reason we do that um, is not for some super secret thing, but because we just want to be so respectful of those that are around us. Those that are around us that maybe haven't made this decision to follow Jesus yet, that haven't um, made this full decision to, to commit to him, to make him the Lord of their life. We just want to be respectful of that during this time as they process that. So if you haven't made that decision and you feel like you want to, if you know in your heart, if you're feeling that tug right now to accept him as your Lord and Savior, then I'm going to ask you to be super, super bold for me. And I'm going to count to three in just a second. And you guys can just go ahead and raise your hand. I'm not going to call you out. We're not going to, um, we're not going to embarrass you or anything like that. I'm just going to ask you guys to raise your hand and, and, and then we will all say a prayer together as, as one family. So on the count of three, if you want to receive him as your Lord and Savior, go ahead on one, two, three. If you've already done this before, you don't have to do it again. After you've put your hand up, you can go ahead and, and, and put it back down. Thank you so much. It's amazing. It's amazing. Those are people whose lives are going to be changed forever and ever and ever. So we're going to go ahead. Um, we're going to say this prayer. And if you guys could repeat after me, Heavenly Father, I believe that you died on the cross to pay for our sins and that you rose again. Today, I come to you to ask you to come in to my heart and I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I thank you for coming into my life and for giving me grace and mercy in my walk with you. And in Jesus' name, everyone says, amen. Well, go ahead. Let's clap it up for, for those people that just made that decision. It is the greatest decision you'll ever make. And we're going to head back into worship here in a second. But before we do, I want to give you guys one more invitation. So if you wouldn't mind closing your eyes just one more time for me. If you haven't been water baptized and whether you just received Jesus as your Lord and Savior 10 seconds ago or 10 years ago, I want to give you that opportunity to, to sign up for that to happen next week as we do water baptisms throughout our church. So I'm going to ask you to be really bold here. If that's something that you want to do, on the count of three, you're just going to go ahead and raise your hand. So one, two, three. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what we're going to do here, you guys can all look, you can all look back up at me. 
if you made that decision, if you made that bold decision to step out and make water baptism a part of your future, a public declaration of your faith, we're all gonna come up here for worship. And I just ask that if you were one of those people that raised your hand, or if you didn't, um, but you still want to do it, you're gonna just head on to the back. Uh, Haley and Alyssa are back there. They're waving their hands at you right now. You can see one of them. We're just gonna get uh, uh, some basic information from you so we can get you hooked up. Um, but if you guys want an all mine, go ahead, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We're just gonna come up um, for worship. And, and, and like I said, if you want to be water baptized, if you want to do that um, next weekend, go ahead and see them in the back. But everybody else, you guys can come on up and we're just gonna go into worship here.